0: What's up guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton.
1: And I'm Brett.
0: Let's Let's talk. Talk. Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton and alongside of me here is Brett. How's it going today, Brett? It's
1: going good, man. It's good to be back in here again today. And I'm looking forward to getting back into the
0: Word, man. We talked last week a little bit about the call of the first disciples. And we were kind of talking here at the end of last week's message. And saying, you know what, we might as well just finish talking about these disciples in this chapter getting called. So we're going to hang out. If you remember where we left off last time, we were in John chapter 1. We left off at verse 42. We read that one, talking about Peter getting the name Peter, Simon getting called Peter. Peter. And now we're going to move on to verse 43 with the call of a couple of other disciples. Real quick, though, before we get started, make sure that you give us a follow or a subscribe, depending on which platform you're checking this out on, so you've got access to all the latest podcasts that we have. Not to mention, go to our anchor page, check out our YouTube channel, click the link on the page, and send us a message, voice message. That'll be on our anchor page. And I'm not sure about the other platforms, but if you click on the button that says voice message you can leave your questions your shout outs on the air so go ahead and do that for us this week we would love to talk about topics that you are wanting to talk about and doing some research
1: yeah man it's always good to uh i i look at it like this you know uh we don't always agree with everybody about everything but whenever you can ask a question and get another person's opinion on another scripture or on a topic or something man it it, it sharpens each other you know like not ever we don't have to be right all the time and y'all don't have to be right all the time but we can look at those and we can well the iron sharpens iron i guess they say if you just want to drop a shout out to, that's good too if you got a question hit us up you know don't be afraid to do that
0: We also have an email if you're one of those that's a little nervous about leaving a voice message. That is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you that way as well. If you've got topics, questions, things you want us to discuss, hit us up, let us know. Let's get into today's topic, Brett. Today we are going to be continuing,
1: like Trenton said. Uh, We're going to continue on down into verse 43. In the heading right there it says, Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel, and that's where we're going to start today. So let's go ahead and see what we can get into. it. Verse 43 says, The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. You know, really, we could probably stop right there. (laughs) but Let's go ahead and just read a couple more verses. It says, Now Philip was from Bethsaida, if I pronounce that right, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and all the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened up and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. There is a whole bunch to unpack in there, isn't there, Trent? (laughs) Yeah,
0: looks like we got a full show worth of content. I like how you stopped though at the beginning. Let's start with that. Remember on the last couple of shows, we've been discussing kind of the first show we talked about looking for purpose because many people don't realize that they actually have a purpose in God's kingdom and while they're here on the planet. Last time, we talked about what are you seeking. So once you discovered, hey, I got a purpose, and we talked about the people in the back, we'll let you check out that show. We won't get into it again today. People that maybe sit sitting in the back of the churches or watched from a distance, and Jesus has looked at you and said, what are you seeking? And then you're answering him, and he said, or you're answering where are you staying?" and Jesus is saying, come and see. In other words, you know, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, come and see. And today... He comes with two words as he's approaching the next couple of disciples. Follow me. And that was to Philip. So, And Philip was from Bethsaida, uh, the city of Andrew and Peter. And so what did he do? He didn't just get up and go. He went and got Nathaniel. He left. He went to get Nathaniel. So it's kind of like spreading the news just by telling others. It's kind of the way church works. It's kind of the the way getting this message out Mm -hmm. on the podcast works. You share it with other people so that other people can hear about God's kingdom and what he's up to. So he went to find Nathaniel, and then I guess then we get this whole cool story which we're going to get into. It seems like
1: there would probably, I know we don't get it here necessarily in the scriptures, but we see Jesus say, follow me. And then if you read on, and as it says, Philip went and found Nathaniel. And it's like, so did Philip come and follow Jesus for a little while, or did he go? Hang on a minute, I'll be right back. I got somebody you got to meet. You know, we don't we don't really get that story. That's that's there, but I'm sure there there was probably something there, you know. But you know, looking at that, you you see him say, "Follow me," and that's so that's so powerful because you know if if you look at our lives and actually each and every person's individual life, but I can talk about myself, I guess personally. There was a time whenever Christ said follow me. You know, we all have that time in our life. We we don't necessarily hear those two exact words follow me, but I felt the call of God on me that was drawing me, drawing me closer to Christ. You know, there was a time in my life when I felt that drawing to him to get to know him more. And I think that each and every person has that, and I don't know, I'm thinking that somebody watching right now may be having that same they're feeling this call from God and they're just not sure maybe how to answer or if they want to answer. And I'm telling you if you're if you're feeling that call from God, you need to answer that. And it's simple. It's not hard. You know, he he's calling you because he's got something that he wants to show you. You know, so if he if he's calling you and you feel that, just say, "Lord, what is it?" It's that simple, really. "Lord, Lord, what is it that you want to show me?"
0: So then you think Okay, follow me. I like how you're talking about it. Hang on just a second. Let me go get somebody else. This one, now there may have been more details that are left out even here in John with Philip. Andrew, you know, John the Baptist kind of led him to Jesus and or pointed him in the right direction. He was with somebody else. But then once they were found out about Jesus, they Andrew went and told Peter and grabbed him. But we really don't have a story if there's something like that that happened with Philip other than once he said, follow me. Like you said, he just went to tell Nathaniel. So, But I'm sure there was a time period in between there. Maybe he just started following him and they just happened to be passing by. Who knows? But either way, Philip was so excited. That's where us as Christians should be. So excited to tell somebody else about what God is doing and what God is up to that we just go out and start grabbing people. You know what? And the best place to start is friends, family. And I know sometimes situations like that are tougher but that's the best place to start people you already know maybe they don't have that hope so what philip do he runs to get nathaniel and he says this now here's an interesting factor i thought in verse 45 there after jesus says follow me we get that philip goes to tell nathaniel but then he says this to nathaniel we have found him who moses in the law and also the prophets wrote jesus of nazareth the son of joseph now remember Joseph was a carpenter. We know God was his dad. But this is how people would have known him then by his earthly father, uh, the one that had kind of adopted him as a son. But he immediately, when he starts talking to Nathaniel, he's like, we found him. So there had to be something, like you were just talking about your spirit lets you know things, that told Philip, this is him. This is him. I'm going to go tell my friend, this is him. We finally found him. And I can only imagine the excitement. Now, with the understanding, of course, that the way they understood if this was the Messiah back then, he was supposed to come and conquer Rome mm-hmm. and free them from this captivity under Roman rule and come and basically start a big all-out war and free Israel. But Jesus did not come to do it the way they were thinking. No, so
1: I've also heard it this way, you know, where... Wherever he says that we have found the one that Moses and the prophets have told us about that we should be looking for. At that time, in that first century, they were looking for the Messiah because prophecies were starting. They were starting to uh, come forth. They were starting to see things take place to where they were actually looking for the Messiah to come. So it's kind of like where they were in the first century is where we are right now. We're looking for the return of Christ because we're seeing all of the prophecies start to connect and start to come into play so that now we're told you know jesus told us to look up when you see these things they were in the same place they were looking for the first coming of their messiah but you know like trenton said they were looking for it in a different way than what jesus was coming to do it in but you know there was that excitement about you know the Messiah's coming he's going to come soon so philip's probably like We found him. Here he is. You know, it's like we've been hearing about this in synagogue, you know, because they didn't have Bibles just to go take home a Bible and read it on their own. You know, the only place they got their teachings from was in the synagogues. And they had to remember that stuff and memorize that stuff. So there was probably an excitement in that, you know, in that first century setting because they were waiting for the Messiah. And then all of a sudden here's someone that comes and is declaring
0: himself to be that. So there was probably a lot of excitement at that point. I like the next statement that Nathaniel makes there in verse 46. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, uh, some of you can put your hometown in that spot. Maybe it's a small little hometown and maybe people don't look much on it. Or maybe it's just a, you know, maybe it doesn't matter if it's small or not. But, you know, like we were born from a small town. Uh, we was raised in a small town. And the question is like, you know, can anything good come out of there? You know, and put your town in the blank. And, you know, the shocker is, and let me go ahead and give you the quick answer to that question. Yes, God can bring something good through you to wherever you're from. No matter whether you're living in a big city, a small town, or maybe you're in a portion of the city that's really forgotten and it's kind of one of those places, but... God can use you to start a movement in that city or in that place or in that town that can totally create the excitement that we're seeing from these disciples here. And what did Philip say to him? (laughs) And It's it's, kind of like a joke, I guess, you know, can anything (laughs) good come out of Nazareth? I mean, really? I mean, can anything? And then Philip's like, Well, come and see. Just come and see. I don't know. Come see what you think. What would you have done in that spot, Brett? Would you have come?
1: Well, you know what? I'm a pretty curious person. So more than likely, yeah, I probably would have popped up and said, well, I got nothing else to do. Let's go go see what's going on. The
0: excitement of the
1: moment. That was funny, though. I mean, people say there's no humor in the Bible, but man, there's all kinds of, if you read it, there's all kinds of funny stuff in the Bible. And then I was sitting here reading this again as you were talking, and it just says, come and see (laughs) you know i I started laughing a little bit to myself (laughs) that's just it's ordinary people you know just like in your town where you're from ordinary people where they're from what they're dealing with on a day-to-day life is ordinary people and then something extraordinary begins to happen that can still happen today you know like you can still do great extraordinary things in your uh in your society where you live and if something great's happening and says, yeah, can anything really cool happen here? All you got to do is say, come and
0: see. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> come and see. And I mean, and you could be that spark that starts the next big revival that's coming. We know it's coming. The Bible talks about it. It's coming. And, you know, I've heard, like we said on the first show, a lot of prophets been talking. There's a something's coming. So get ready. So... I pray it every time I'm at my prayer time, you know, at the church, wherever, where I'm talking to God. I'm like, God, just let this be where the spark starts. I want to see a revival break out like we have not seen in years. And it sounded like the one that's coming is going to be bigger than any of those great awakenings we've heard about in history. So, I mean, and they're calling it the Billion Soul Harvest. So, the title alone, I mean create some sort of excitement make it so, yeah so uh, and really the way that happens is you and me and while i'm talking to you guys listening i know you can't see me me brett any of us that are sitting here it can start with us i mean when and i used billy graham on the first show but billy graham decided to say yes to god and he just started you know he knew how to push himself back in that day and get the word out there and you know the next thing you know he's all over the world I mean, billions, millions, whatever, how many people he touched in his lifetime are being touched. But just think if he would have said, nah. <laughs> you know, too, I'm sitting here thinking about some of the
1: some of the greats have gone. You know, Billy Graham's passed away, and uh, Robbie Zacharias just recently passed away. Actually, this week that we're recording this. If you go back a few years, uh, some of the prophecy experts like J.R. Church had passed away. Grant R. Jeffrey passed away. You know, there's been a few others. We're seeing a lot of the i guess you could call it the old guard pass away and it's almost like they're being taken home to glory because god's getting ready and i know this is going to sound kind of cliche or whatever but god is getting ready to do something new mm. you know it's it's almost like okay th- those days have have passed and it's almost i don't want to say like it feels like we've been in a stalemate but it, in a, in a way it does it just kind of seems like there's not been a whole lot going on like I would love to see the type of revivals that took place under Billy Graham, you know, because, you know, we can go back to YouTube and we can watch some of the old, old, old ones where Mm. thousands of people would come. But we're just not seeing a lot of things like that take place. We have we have a lot of churches, but not a lot of
0: people willing to make things happen in those churches. And it's like they it's falling asleep. And God is always up to a new thing. We look at these guys here and this excitement that's in the air when Philip tells Nathaniel, when Andrew told Peter, and all these guys, that excitement. God was up to something new. Because they had been getting read the scriptures in the synagogue, like he said earlier. And they had been doing all these things. And they've got the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the zealots and the other some of the other religious people of that day you know telling them all these different ways but a lot of it was caught up in so much man-made law Mm -hmm. that people were missing god and in the whole thing so it was too much i always say religious mojo at church and religious Mm -hmm. garbage in the church and that's it's the same it's never changed it's been this way in history they'll have those points where the church is on a high and then it gets to a low and there's always that stuff out there but let me just say it this way for those of you might be listening don't get so caught up in religion that you miss relationship with god So these guys are excited, and this, I believe, is the type of excitement God is stirring now. He's up to something new. Yes, yesterday was great, and we've talked about some of the greats. He named a few just a minute ago. That was great. Those times were great, but God is trying to bring it in a whole new way. He's saying, you know what? I got a fresh new generation coming up that's going to bring a perspective of all of this that's never been seen before, in the church and that excitement is there. I'm excited. I'm excited just listening to people talk about what's coming. So Nathaniel, you know, he reacts kind of like some of maybe your family or friends would react if you told them the excitement you had. Well wait, wait, can anything good come at church? Come on. It's just religion, right? (laughs) Man-made, right? But they're missing it's because they don't understand. There's a relationship aspect to it. It's not about go into a building. It's about becoming a part of something that's real and that's alive. But then it goes on it says, Jesus then sees Nathaniel. And this is what's cool too, cause Philip said, Come and see. Can anything good? Well come and see. And then Jesus sees Nathaniel walking. I <laughs> I'm just curious. I, sometimes my mind takes me places like I'm reading the scripture. My, I wonder how enthusiastic Nathaniel looked at this point mm-hmm. as, he's following, as he's following Philip. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me just get this guy to shut up. Okay, I'll follow <laughs> you to see what's going on. And then Jesus looks at him. And this is, this is cool because this is what happens to all of us when we have that personal encounter with God. He says, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Now, uh, that all aside, check out how Nathaniel responds to his remark. He says, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And then we'll, we can talk about the convincing remarks of Nathaniel well, in a second.
1: Well, okay, here's what, as soon as you read that, here's what came to my mind. Let's go all the way back to episode one that we did. And what does it say in uh, Jeremiah I formed you in your mother's womb. You know, he he knew everything about you. Before. Before. And here we have Jesus saying, you know, like, hey, i seen you under the fig tree. You know, I saw you there. Before he even called you, i seen you there. So, again, we're seeing this. It's it's the same pattern that we're seeing from episode 1 to episode 3 here that he knows us. He loves us. He created us. He gave us a purpose. He wants us to seek him out, and he's calling you. You know, he's calling you. Trenton he's calling me, he's calling everybody for their purpose. He wants them to seek him out and he's calling you because he's got something that he wants you to do. And I, it's just it's just awesome to know that this God that we're talking about right here, the creator of the universe, the one that created everything on this little blue ball that floats around out in space, mm-hmm. he knows everything about our lives and he cares about everything in our lives and he knew it so much that he knew Nathanael when he was just sitting under the fig tree. All the way down to that little
0: detail. And let's let's just be real for a second. When Jesus makes this comment to Nathanael. This is something that came to my mind while we're looking at this too. He says, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Now Nathanael was not perfect. I mean, nobody is. But here's what came to my mind as I read that statement. Jesus sees you for who you really are Mm -hmm. who you can be not who you pretend to be maybe throughout the week if you're you're one of those just trying to put on a front when you're out out and about jesus wants to speak to who you really are and he doesn't say oh well you know there's that that trenton kid with a mouth and you know cusses every other word and then trenton comes walking up and he doesn't say that he says oh look at that a preacher. A preacher indeed. A two preacher. And, and I can be, like, if I'm putting myself in Nathaniel's shoes, and you know, I'm knowing what, you know, some of the things I did in my past. And I'm looking at that like, how do you know me? I think the response is similar. And Jesus is, he's talking to you, me, Brett, when he calls us, and Nathaniel here, he's calling it out who he is as a person mm-hmm. he's like this is who you could be so when he looked at brett he didn't see whatever brett had in his past or what i had in my past he said oh looky there there's a pastor just wait coming down the road there's pastor brett and now if you had told me that pastor trenton 20 years ago when i got called i decided i don't laugh no thanks <laughs> are no, you kidding thanks. me so uh but jesus looks at who you can be and who you will be if you get in on it so then he's asking how do you know him and then he's talking about, I've known you all along. And Jesus is saying that. I believe that's speaking to someone. We've talked about the last few episodes. So I think it's speaking to someone out there that's listening. He knows you, who you are, who you are in real life, not who you're trying to pretend to be around all the other people that are in your life. He knows you and wants you to be what he's called you to be. Every every part of that. So Nathaniel then answers him and says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? But you will see greater things than these.
1: You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Trenton, as we kind of went over this a little bit. You will see greater things than these, you know. Think of the things that All of these disciples saw that aren't recorded in Scripture. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that some people hang on to that and say, oh, well, if it's not recorded in Scripture, then you've got to know that these guys spent three years of their life together. More things happened than what we have written down. Even John talks about this. says Mm -hmm. that all the books in the world couldn't contain all the things that I watched Jesus do. So... I just—I've always found that fascinating because you know I want to know the unknown things. Like I, I want to know. I hope when we get to heaven, there's a huge book that I can read that has everything, every miracle,
0: everything that Jesus did. You know, but well, it says all will be revealed, so maybe you'll just know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be weird to see how that works, but but yeah, it's—I mean, when you start thinking of it from that perspective, and John said the only thing—the reason I have told you the stuff that's in this book is just to get you to believe. And he was basically saying, guys, there's a lot more to this story yeah. than what you're reading about. But we got to limit it because we're trying to just write a book, or in this case, a letter, probably when he was writing it. Well, so. he was, and I, I've always tried to look at it this way that we got
1: the main things, we got important things, and we get to see them in the Gospels in a little bit of a different way. And you know what? That bothers some people that they're worded a little bit different or sometimes they come different. But no, I, I look at it as a perspective. You know, different people saw it in a different a different way and took a little bit of different perspective. But these were the most important things that we were supposed to get. How he raised the, you know, he, he he raised the, you know, Lazarus from the dead and he healed the sick. He healed the blind and the lame could walk and all these different things that Jesus did. We're supposed to see his compassion on people. We're supposed to see his love for people. And, you know, we get the crucif- uh, the crucifixion. We get to see his love for us. While he's hanging on the cross, you know, we don't get every single detail and it's because now don't take this the wrong way, but it's not important for us to get every single little detail. What we were supposed to get is the fact that he did it. He did it for us. And it's looking at this, it's Nathaniel accepted. You are the king of Israel. You are the son of God. I mean, he just accepted it and he was only given a a little piece. It's like, you, you believe me because I saw you under the fig tree and I told you that? And it was like, boom, Nathaniel accepted it just like that. You know, and it's look, – look at us today though. I'm, I'm reading this and I'm looking at people today going, no, I've got to see Jesus come down out of the clouds riding on the horse before I'm going to believe. And it's like it's not going to happen that way for you, man. By that time, it's probably too late, you know, but we need to, as people – as Christians, uh-huh. We need to be willing to go to people, share the gospel with them. Because I think we said that last week or the week before, I can't remember. But that's what we're called to do is to share the gospel and then let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit did to Nathaniel. Nathaniel recognized who he was at that moment. And there's going to come a time in your life that you will recognize who Jesus is and you're going to believe because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you.
0: And this stuff is still happening, guys. I know you don't see it on your mainstream media and all those places, but there are still miracles happening every day. I have seen people. Deaf ears opened. I didn't see it happen, but I witnessed the testimony of someone it happened to. And he was telling me I was deaf. I was born deaf. I think he was born. It may have been an accident. Either way, he went to a prayer service or a church service on a Wednesday night. Got laid on his hands. And all of them that I've talked to describe it as a warm sensation comes over them. And he could hear. It was crazy. It happened at church. (laughs) You didn't think this stuff still happens. It does.
1: I love when people say miracles don't happen no more. It's like, you're in the wrong church then,
0: man. (laughs) I've seen people healed from cancer on the spot in a church service because they were laid hands-on prayed with the elders. I've seen people healed from heart attack. uh, I don't know how you say that. Like blockages and stuff that should have killed them. But... Then they go back and take one more look at that MRI before they take them back for their heart surgery for triple bypass or whatever. And they're like, I don't even know why you're here. There's nothing on your MRI. Because I've prayed with people and seen that happen. I've heard stories of limbs growing out on the spot. People getting healed, I don't really know all the details of Crohn's disease, but I hear it's uncurable. And I've seen people healed of that at a Wednesday night service in a church. So this stuff still happens. It did not stop in the Bible. And if you, you couldn't convince me if you tried that miracles don't happen in today's society, I get, you know, frustrated when people say he doesn't do it like that anymore. When I'm like, dude, you can't convince me of that because I've seen it happen. I've watched things happen. Miracles happen. And I don't I can't explain to you why it doesn't happen to everybody but what i can say is i've seen it happen so by Mm -hmm. golly i'm not going to stop believing and trying to get people pray for people to see them healed
1: who do people think they are to tell god that he can't do a miracle (laughs) if he wants anymore i've always wondered that (laughs) and you know it's like you said i don't know why not everybody's healed all the time it's that's god's business god is going to work the way that god wants to work but i you know i've i've seen You know, uh, prayers answered. You know, the very next day. You know, I've got stories just like Trenton did. You know, where we gather around somebody that had uh, cancer behind the eye, go to the doctor next day, and they're like, "It's completely gone." What happened? We prayed. (laughs) You know, and it does happen. Things like that happen, and it's it's awesome to see those things happen. And those things also help us believe. Sometimes it does take miracles in order for people to believe. You know, they have a miracle happen, and then they accept Christ. That's the way God chose to do it, you know. But listen, going back to Nathaniel, you know, Nathaniel recognized him as the son of God, recognized him as the king of Israel because he knew something intimate about him. And I'm here to tell you, God knows something intimate about you as well. If you just listen to listen to God and talk to Him and let Him reveal what He wants
0: through you, you I think you're going to be amazed. uh, I'll take it a step further. I've even seen demons cast out in the service before, and that's something to see. (laughs) But uh, we won't go into all that, but just understand this. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what the Bible says. He doesn't change.
1: He doesn't change because your theology don't allow for it (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) The only
0: thing that's changing is man's mind. God is still there. He's still God. You think he's really worried about proving to you that he exists when he already knows he exists? He wants you to understand he does so he can help you. But then it ended in verse 51 where it said, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Now, I don't recall a point in the scripture or in the Bible where Nathaniel saw this type of thing happen. Now we've got the Mount of with Transfiguration, that's what they call it, right? With Peter and John and those guys were mm-hmm. up on there with Jesus and they saw Moses and wasn't it Elijah, Elijah or something up on the mountain and Peter's like, oh, we ought to build tabernacles. All these things happening. But so that tells me that either Jesus, maybe it happened and it's not recorded in John or the books in the Bible, or maybe this is something that's going to happen. But we I, know I would, he'll be there.
1: I would look at it personally as a future fulfillment, like... in in the last days look you're going to everybody's going to see it you know everybody's going to see in return it could be something like that or you know it's like it could be something that's not recorded it could be a ton of things you know (laughs) that we can sit here and say all day it could be it could be it could be but Jesus said truly truly I say to you you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man and that was something specific that he told to Nathaniel and it's recorded for us so it has either happened in a way that we're not aware of, or it's going to happen, and I, I think that's that's my opinion on it. Is that it's going to happen, and it could be an end of end of time in the I don't know what the last word is, days, the last days, whatever the word is I'm looking for there. That all of God's people are going to see the angels ascending and descending
0: around the Son of Man. I think that'd be pretty awesome. And you know, and then he also told the Pharisees, remember, before he died he's like I am he or whatever they were asking him who he was and he's like after this you're gonna see me sitting at the right hand of God yep or the father in heaven now they looked at him and said blasphemy but you know what when they died <laughs> they seen it. they saw it <laughs> yep and see. one day everybody's gonna see it so it won't be no you know prove it it's there. you can only look up in the eastern sky, and there it is you know, He's you know another there.
1: another amazing thing too is that you know the the Jewish leaders at that time, you know the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and a few of the other groups, you know they were all looking for this time to take place where the Messiah would come, and the Messiah came fulfilling all of the prophecies that they had been watching, and they, they knew that the Messiah was about to emerge. And then all of a sudden, he emerges, and he's just a little bit different than what they wanted. Maybe not what they expected, but we don't want our Messiah to be like this. So he was rejected, but not by Nathaniel. Nathaniel's seen it, and I think that that's what's so amazing. is like you have all the religious leaders, and bring it right back to our day, Trenton. People are so into their religion that they can't see the signs of the coming of Christ and just like back then, they were so—I think—they were so into their religion and what they expected to see that whenever it finally showed up, they couldn't see it and they wouldn't accept it. But Nathaniel had an open heart to whatever God wanted for for him; that he was willing to accept who Jesus was. Mm. I just find that really—I find that fascinating. It's—it's a—it's just a parallel between their time and our time. We're seeing the same things happen. People are so into their religion and so into their denomination and their theology that they're not willing to to budge away from it at all you know they're not willing to budge at all so
0: um, those of you tuning on here now we just gotta get ready to wrap it up but thanks for tuning today once again if you'd like to hit us up with the email it's talk at gmail.com or the easiest way is gonna be to hit the voice message button right here on our anchor page if that's where you're checking it out Leave us a voice message, something you would like to talk about. And we would love to discuss and do research on your topics. Because really the show is as much about you guys as it is about us. And we're really just trying to get to the truth. I'm going to let Brett close us out today. So I'm going to sign up, say God bless, and I will see you guys next time.
1: One more thing real quick. I just want to encourage you guys. If you know somebody that needs to hear this message that we talked about today, Go ahead and feel free to share it. Send them the link. Send them uh, to wherever they uh, get their podcasts, or uh, just send them the link, and they can click on it. It'll take them right to that page, and they can open it up and listen to it right there on the, through that link. Uh, that would be a blessing for us, but it would be a greater blessing for those people out there that need to hear the message of the message of Christ. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and close us in prayer, and we will see you all next time. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather and to share your word. And, Lord, we pray for each and every person out there, God, that has tuned in. We ask, God, Lord, that you would bless them, Father, protect them in this time. And we thank you, Father God, for all the blessings you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey,
0: everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning. God bless, and we'll see you next time.